Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. He was the worst case of cerebral palsy that ever lived um, and left the hospital. He was never actually supposed to leave the hospital. He was never supposed to be able to open his eyes, never supposed to be able to utter a sound. And he did all that. And he breathed on his own within a week of him being born, which was a miracle in itself. And um, that started his ministry. So many miracles came out of Hayden's life. Today we're joined by his mother, Rochelle Moffat. She is a mother of six children, five here on earth and one in heaven. And that one in heaven, his name is Hayden. Today she shares his story and how God was with their family through it all. We're joined today by Rochelle Moffat. She is a mother of six, five here on earth and one in heaven. And today she shares the story of that one in heaven. His name is Hayden. Let's get to know you, first of all, a little bit better. Tell us about yourself and about your family. All right. So um, at this moment, uh, I am married to my wonderful husband, William Moffat. And I am a preschool teacher here in Niverville at our uh, Niverville Co-op Playgroup Preschool. And I have five beautiful children here in the house and, of course, Hayden in heaven. And I'm on the worship team at church. I am helping out with the youth worship as well. And... I'm I'm kind of busy most of the time. <laughs> I guess so. And I kind of, I feel like you might have missed one important one. Do you also have a cake and cookie business? I I did actually yeah. for many many years. <laughs> <laughs> um yes, I did wedding cakes, I did wedding cake pops, I did you name it I did it. And uh yeah, but I don't do that anymore as I did go back to work. Um, in in the preschool what, so what keeps you I, going doing so many things <laughs> oh sanity actually <laughs> <laughs> baking is still kind of my outlet of of being able to be creative being able to um just have that it, it was actually a stress reliever for me mm-hmm. so um I still love to do cakes and and stuff with my kids and they're actually kind of adopting that whole wanting to be able to bake and create through that way, too. So it's really exciting to see them grow in that. Now, you mentioned Hayden when you were introducing your children. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about Hayden and, and who Hayden is. Hayden uh, is the third in the lineup. I have two older girls and he was born May 5th, 2008. Nope, 246, sorry, (laughs) Uh, 2006. And um, he was born with the cord wrapped around his neck twice, Mm -hmm. very, very tight, causing brainstem damage. He was actually, and I think this is part of even where Hayden's ministry started, was he was the worst case of cerebral palsy that ever lived. Um, and left the hospital. He was never actually supposed to leave the hospital. He was never supposed to be able to open his eyes, never supposed to be able to utter a sound. And he did all that. And he breathed on his own within a week of him being born, which was a miracle in itself. And um, that started his ministry. 
what was that like to experience that to be told you know your child is never coming out of this hospital um the future is grim but yet your little guy did make it home what was that like he did make it home it was uh part of me was very devastated you know, you have all these hopes and these dreams of, you know, even before they're born of what it's going to be like, you know, he was our firstborn son and, you know, all this um, joy that we were going to, ex- you know, expect from this new baby. And it basically all comes down within seconds. Um, but there was a part of me and I remember talking to the neonatologist about how um, when they wanted us to take the breathing tube out, I, I said, well, that's not really my choice. And I went on to explain, you know, my beliefs that it's God's choice, whether he's here or not. And it's God's choice, whether he's going to breathe on his own or not. And up until, you know, that moment, you need to do everything you can to save my son. Um, of course, you know, being doctors, they're, they're very textbook and uh, it wasn't necessarily accepted uh, well, what I said, but I felt God was there and I knew that God had this in his hands. What's beautiful about what you're saying is that even in the midst of this chaos and this grim future, your faith was there. It was strong. God was there with you. Yeah. That, and, and that is literally the book is that God was there through it all even when we don't necessarily um, know that he is or recognize that he is, uh, but that he is there always. How did you, how did you experience God in the midst of that? Or did you, did it feel like he was more silent sometimes? You just said you did experience him, but what did that look like? I guess then. Well, you know, there was, there were times where um, it was actually very dark. And even though I, I was praying and, and all that kind of stuff. And God definitely was there. Um, there were, there were times like just to struggle, you know, I struggled with depression. I struggled with even the thoughts of, of suicide because there was money grants for single fathers with special needs children. And, you know, finances were very tight at the time. So there was, there was some very, very dark times. Um, and I praise God that he, he was there because if he wasn't, um, not sure I would, would be here either. Um, and so I recognized that God had his hand literally on everything. You've decided to share Hayden's story with the world, um, his short life on this earth. How are you hoping that this will impact those who have the opportunity to hear his story? Well, um, even just the beginning of this book, I don't, I don't call it my book. I call it God's book. Um, it was God's will that this book be written and I fought him every step of the way. Um, I, I don't call myself an authoress or an author, um, but I did recognize the calling that God wanted me to. And I kind of, you know, sat down and prayed with him and said, why me? You know, like, why, why are you choosing me? I'm, I'm a nobody. Um, and he said, you're not a nobody. You were Hayden's mom. And you have this story that, that I gave you. And I want you to write this story because I want others to be healed. Um, because pain is a big thing in our 
in our society. And we need to draw closer to God to heal, to make those steps in, in realizing that um, our trials are actually our joys. So I wrote the book in a very candid way, um, very candid actually, that uh, people will be able to connect and people will be able to go, okay, I get that. I, I've been there or I am there. And I believe that God is going to use this book um, through that candidness. And what do I hope for the future for this book? I, I hope that it's, it heals people. I hope that God's words in this book can reach people. Um, I, I would say that perhaps I might do speaking engagements or all that kind of stuff. Uh, I want to promote the book, of course. Um, but again, it's, it's what God wants and I will move where he wants me to. And I don't necessarily have a clear plan of that. You said um, our trials are our joys. Could you tell people what you mean by that? Yes. Um, one of the things that writing this book is, is that uh, God still is working in me and will always. Um, I'm, I'm not perfect yet <laughs> and never will be. And so as I wrote this book, knowing that, you know, still wondering a bit about why did we have to go through this? Uh, what was, what was the purpose? Where's, where is your glory in all this God? Um, he taught me that he loves us so much that he actually chooses us to go through trials. And I know that's a bit of a, um, a mouthful to chew and, and not, and I can't even go into explaining the, um, what that all encapsulates. Um, but one of the words that God brought to me is um, the Greek word for lived blessed, which is um, makarios. And it, it means to see all things um, for the good, right? Because we all, we all know that God does things for our good and for his will. And he knows beginning from the end and, and we just have to trust in him and see all things as, as joy and blessings. And I'm still learning to do that myself. I don't see my, see everything as blessings every day. Um, but yeah. And so I'm doing even more research now because I just think it's just a, such a fascinating um, thing. And I think that, uh, or, subject and that uh, I'm feeling more blessed every day just knowing that God chose me to go through this and I'm so thankful that he chose me to be Hayden's mom I wouldn't change it for the world that can always be hard to see and it's it's usually when you're at the, the I don't want to really say at the darkest point but later on it's late late later on that you realize wow okay that was horrible that was terrible that was the worst time of my life and then you look back and you're like, actually, that was beautiful. But you don't see it until time has passed. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that being said is, is that we need to often reflect more often, I think, about, you know, how did God move in this situation? Did he move in this? 
I mean, he's always moving. He's always working in our lives. So there's always an aspect of, you know, like even in my darkest times, you know, and I'm praying and crying out to God to, to change things. Um, he brought me um, a dog. He brought, like, I know that sounds really weird. No. But I was going through, uh, you know, the mall with my two little girls and they love going into um, pet stores and we were looking around and my favorite kind of dog which is a chihuahua mm-hmm. and it was there they had a whole gaggle of little puppies and I was immediately in love and that dog actually brought me so much joy and you know when because Hayden was 24 7 care so we were up all night long and sometimes nights get very very long um, and so our, our little dog Hart, who is actually still with us, she's now almost 15 years old. Um, it, yeah, she just brings us so much joy. Yeah. You said it might sound weird, but no, I don't think so at all. I, God knew what he was doing on that fifth day of creation when he created animals, especially dogs, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, God knows what he's doing in all aspects. There was so many of those little God moments through um, Hayden's life. And even, even in, you know, the first chapter in the book is the beginning of the beginning. So, you know, like how I grew up and all that kind of stuff and, and how, you know, uh, William and I met and, and just the things that, uh, you know, happened through our relationship that was definitely God moments. And yeah, you just can't, God's got this. And that's one of the you know, the major truths of this book is that God never leaves us. He has got everything under control. We just have to just have to surrender um, those problems, those joys, the highs, the lows, everything. We just have to surrender it all to him. What would you say that uh, Hayden taught you and I guess the rest of your family um, from his short time here? I would say the biggest thing Hayden taught us is how precious family is. I remember um, Hayden's hospital bed was in our living room. And uh, at the time we were living in this big old house in Winnipeg and it still had like the archways where the old doors used to be. And, you know, the dining room was just on the other side of, of that archway. And so like six feet away and I felt that they were so far, like a, it was like this big distance between us and I could still talk to them and because I had to stay on the bed and and care for Hayden um, while William was at, sitting with the girls. And I realized in that split second, like, wow, if people only knew how life is so precious, if they could only just grasp God's intention of family a little bit more, maybe they wouldn't, there wouldn't be so much, you know, family fighting and, you know, it's just, I'm just honored. We still eat at the table all together to this day. And that's part of the reason this family, family times, birthdays, everything is so important because you never know when it's going to get taken away. And it's interesting you say that because a lot of times when there's uh, a medical issue in the family, especially with a child, that can quite often tear a family apart. But in your situation, it sounds like it helped to make your family stronger. It really did. Um, Our church, we're often praying 
that because they know that 90 whatever percent of families usually get torn apart during these situations. But William and I actually really grew together. Um, it was actually um, the way Hayden was born and the way our church all came together to pray and support us is what actually brought William to Christ. So, which again is, is not the norm. Usually, you know, we, our first instinct is to blame God and how could he do this, but it wasn't God who did that. Um, but yeah, it drew us very, very close. We're very, um, blessed because of that. You mentioned, uh, depression earlier. Uh, is that something you touch on in the book and, and how do you reconcile going through times like this and depression and still clinging to faith? Um, well, that's, yes, I do. Um, I have a chapter in the book is, is God in our grief and is God in our depression um, and a lot of there's a lot of stigmatism out there that if you suffer or go through either one of these, you're you're not really a Christian or your faith is lacking. And it's actually quite the opposite. And biblically speaking, God is there for those who are grieving and who go through depression. There's many, many Bible verses. And I go through those in the book, um, just dealing that, it, you know, mental health is no different really than cancer it's something that affects us it's something that we have to deal with um and it is something that with god we can absolutely win and overcome knowing what you know now and if god gave you a choice to do all of this all over again but you could have hayden whole and healthy or keep things as is which one of those would you choose I would not change a thing, um, even though they were really hard times. We were sometimes up for 72 hours if we didn't have nursing and uh, nursing could cancel at any time. Um, if we did not have God, we, you know, we wouldn't have made it through it. But seeing how many people were blessed during that time with Hayden, during Hayden's ministry, it had not just our church praying for Hayden, it had people across Canada and the U.S. actually praying for our son um, to, to be healed, to make it out of the hospital, to um, just improve. And it made a lot of people start realizing like, wait, if I can pray for him, why can't I pray for my own family? And uh, they did start to pray for their own children, their own husbands, their own wives, and saw God's results, and people were healed because of, of that. Um, and so Hayden's ministry, God used Hayden in big ways, and I would never, ever, ever change those blessings. It's amazing to see how such a little guy made such a huge, huge impact across yeah. the world. Yeah, he really did. I love that you recognize it as his ministry as well. That's just, yeah, it rings true to me. He ministers to people still today uh, through that little life that he lived. Um, I'm wondering, can you give us advice? If we have friends that are grieving the loss of a child, how can we care for those friends? And then maybe advice too, if we're listening and grieving the loss of our own child, any advice for us as, as parents? My first thing would be to draw close to God. 
um, read your Bibles. The word of God is very powerful. Um, even before you go to someone else who's grieving, be empathetic, have a listening ear. Um, don't ever not mention their child because we love hearing the stories. We want to hear the joyful times. Even in the, the midst of a, a tragedy, there are still many, many positive moments in that child's life. You can always talk about that child. We actually take great comfort in um, not having people be uncomfortable about talking about him. Some people might be sensitive. So again, you have to kind of be sensitive about that. And so I would say, you know, like if you want to reach out to somebody, um, definitely pray before you do that and ask, you know, how God, what he wants you to do um, and how to reach them. And as a, as a parent who, you know, who has lost a child, draw close. Your relationship with God is the most important thing. You need to have that intimate relationship with him. You need to be talking to him, not just in the mornings, not just at night, but you need to be talking to him all day. He wants to hear the good things. He wants to hear the bad things. He wants to hear the worst things. He wants to hear from you and he will meet you. Those who want to hear the story, want to read your story, want to pick up your book, just want to learn more. Tell us about how they can go about doing that. Um, well, the book is off the press November 15th and it will be on sale online as well. Um, and then I will also have many copies and I can give you my email. Uh, you can reach out to me. Um, I have a Facebook page called Through It All. Um, I am on Instagram with Through It All with the Moffitts. That's where I am. Thank you so much for making time for us today. We appreciate it. Yeah, oh, it was thank a... you very, very much for this opportunity. I appreciate You're very that. welcome. And thank you so much for listening today. Remember, if you want to listen to this full conversation again, or any of the other conversations we've had, you can do that by checking out our podcast, Connections with Mike, Tom, and Colleen Head. You can find that podcast at podcastville.ca or wherever else you get your favorite podcast from. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.